0: Brother, I want to make sure people know that there is a reason why they they didn't. I mean, the crazy thing is is that they they left Egypt and they had the prompt it was called the promised land because it was a promise from God. All they had to do was just continue to take action. But no, they started complaining and 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 it was just like it was just this victim mentality. We should have never left. At least we had food then. It's like, what are you doing? Like it's a promise from God, just go.
1: Welcome back to the Story in Business podcast run by parable brand where we believe that every company has the ability to bridge the gap to connect to their ideal customer through the power of story. Hey folks, I'm your host Luke Fraser and I cannot wait for you to hear today's guest. Today we have Mr. Riley Meek, the 100 million dollar man. He's an entrepreneur, a father, a husband, and a man who's here to create impact for others. This conversation, it goes deep. It goes deep into story. It goes deep into business, into failing in business, into ultimately succeeding by pursuing one impactful story. So I'm excited for you to listen to this. Take out your notepad and enjoy this episode with Riley Meek. Welcome back, everybody, to the Story and Business podcast. Uh, really excited to share because I don't naturally come from a selling background. And today's guest, we have uh, founder and CEO of Social Dynamic Selling, Mr. Riley Meek, also involved in a bunch of other businesses, might, might we add. But uh, Riley, we're just so grateful to have you on the show. Thanks for coming today, my man.
0: Yeah, Luke, happy to be here, man. This is going to be fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, we are talking story today, but but obviously, you know, we're talking about this bigger picture of how stories correlate to business, and, you know, there, there's a lot of pieces in that, and, and I know you have a lot of good stories, but let's just start, start at the beginning here. How did you get started in business, and more specifically, in kind of the art or craft of selling?
0: Yeah, man. Um, I could go... I can go for hours on this. I think it depends on how far you want me to go. Go back, but I'll go to when it really started to hit home for me uh, as far as like uh, what entrepreneurship mm. actually was and, and meant to me um, at a, at the age of fifteen. And uh, you know, when I turned fifteen, um, I, I grew up in small town South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And when I say small, I'm talking like nine hundred people, so <laughs> uh, not a whole lot going on there. Uh, but when I turned fifteen, uh, I wanted to wanted to get a vehicle. Um, and, uh, cause you get your driver's license when oh, yeah. you're 14 in South Dakota. Um, so I was like, man, I gotta get a car cause I want to get the girls. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I, I thought I should get a job, right. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that my folks really asked me to do, but I just kind of thought, well, I should, I'm old enough to get a job. Why shouldn't I contribute? And so I took the, really the only job that was available at the time was, uh, in our, our small town, like gas station. And it was making pizzas at the gas station. Wow. And uh, minimum wage at that time was $5 and 15 cents an hour. So I I took the job, not even really thinking twice about it, Mm -hmm. uh, but I worked one eight hour shift and I did the math in my head and I thought, there's no way I'm doing that again. (laughs) And uh, my first day on the job was also my last. So I quit and um, that really is what spurred into me just this, this understanding of, of my time and mm. really the value of my time, because what, what upset me in that wasn't necessarily that, that they put, you know, cause an employer is going to put a value on mm-hmm. your time. And it wasn't that they put that $5 and 15 cent value on me. It was more that I allowed them wow. to put that value on me. And I, I knew at that time, my, my, my time was worth, worth much more than that. I just didn't know how. Yeah. Um, so I needed to start, or, like, just diving into entrepreneurship or what that really meant. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my family was was big involved with the the Herbalife company. Uh, yeah. um, so network marketing was was big in my family, and and that was kind of my my early start of just running my own business and in its sales. Um, but being in a small community, there wasn't a lot of opportunity um especially this would have been you know back in what 2000 2001 ish mm-hmm. so it was you know pre facebook and, and things like that so um uh, if you wanted to talk to somebody or you know be around somebody you physically had to you know to go there and right. so i knew i needed to surround myself with with like mind people mm-hmm. um and i say mind-setted because i think there's a big difference between just like-minded people mm-hmm. and like mind um because it's important for us to you know, I'll have, I'll have different gifts and, and talents and abilities, um, and that's great. Uh, we're not all like-minded, but mm-hmm. if we're like-mindsetted, meaning we're we're always progressing or regressing, that's a, a philosophy of, of mine is that I'm going to continue to grow mm-hmm. um, until the day I die because I don't want to regress. Yeah. Um, so I found myself at, at the age of 15. I was driving up here to where I'm at now in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis area. Once a month, I would drive five hours one way just to get myself in a room of mm-hmm. like-minded people. Yeah. And I was yeah. listening to all sorts of audio tapes and, and CDs. If people even remember what those are, it's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but I was just consuming so much content of, of really personal development, just understanding who I was um, or who I was desiring to become in that process. And, and that's really how I, I learned just really the art of, of communicating uh, and, and understanding what sales really is. Um, cause I know you, you had said, uh, you know, sales isn't really in your, your background or, uh, yeah. you know, what you've done in the past, but in all reality, if you, if we look at the root word of sales, it's an, it's a Norwegian word, uh, and it's SELJE, S E L J E. And that root word actually means to serve. Mm-hmm. So I would wow. argue with you, Luke, that you have, you have that in your Come background. On. I'll, I'll it's receive just, that. There you go. Uh, it's just our perception of of what sales is is what's been muddied I love right that. over over time and and sometimes, you know, a few bad apples kind of ruin the whole bunch. Yeah. Uh and so we people have gotten that kind of icky feeling of what sales actually is, which if if we can get back to the root of what it truly is is to serve, it's going to really change how we approach customers mm-hmm. um within our business that you know, I'm here to serve you in any fashion possible. Mm-hmm. It's up to you if you want to buy or not.
1: That's so good. And
0: and, and that's really how I've approached all of my businesses Mm -hmm. um, with that philosophy is that I'm just creating an environment Mm -hmm. where people can choose to make a purchase or not and not feel necessarily pressured one way or the other. You know,
1: you, you have this, this amazing journey uh, throughout the years of, of you know, going from sometimes some moments in your life with nothing in your pocket to, you know, oh, being yeah. known as the $100 million man and, and, <laughs> and, and really educating and coaching people in that mindset of serving rather than selling to, to go off and, you know, uh, make their own ventures happen. Yeah. Did you ever imagine at 15, 14 year old, years old? That this is where you'd be today.
0: Um, you know what? I did. That's good. I, I did because what's what what I knew I had to get crystal clear at was just the vision that I, I had for my life. Mm-hmm. Now, how I got there, I had no clue. <laughs> how, how I how I got to this point, it was like I I don't know. And and I'm still have a much bigger vision right now. Yeah. Uh, for my life a year from now, three years from now, five years from now and I think if it, that's where a lot of people struggle is is they don't really spend time on their vision mm-hmm. they're only focusing on their goals mm-hmm. and and goals and vision are, are very, very different uh, The vision for me at, at 15 was I was going to live uh, you know in this uh, lake home that I live in right now. I was yeah. gonna have a condo in Florida. I was so clear on that. And, you know, one thing that's that hasn't passed is owning an island. So I, I, I'm still <laughs> crystal clear. I'm going to own an island. Mark, mark that down, Luke.
1: Um,
0: but I was clear on my vision. Now, how I got there completely adjusted, uh, as you mentioned, highs and lows, mm-hmm. you know, extreme highs and lows in, yeah. in in my, you know, sales career and even in, in the businesses that we started, um, but was, what was always so clear was the direction that I was heading. Mm-hmm. And, and um, that's why, you know, no matter what business or relationship or anything that I'm looking to pursue, I'm always clear on what the vision is. Mm-hmm. And then I can start to take action steps and build in the, the goals that I need to obtain or the benchmarks that I need to hit in order to fulfill my vision.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I, you know, I think too often in today's world and probably from our parents and their parents, there, there wasn't really a sense of like, Hey, we could actually go after something bigger than ourselves. And, yeah. and so I, I love that that piece of your vision that you have and that it's continuing to evolve um, and the celebration in it I you know I hear that in it too you're not just stopping and, and or you're sorry, you're not just continuing to move forward there's there's hey, I'm actually here right now and that's there, there's gratitude yeah. in that. One of the things that I've heard you say a lot, I've heard you know your partner Steve Weatherford say a lot, um, probably Scott Thomas, is that where your alignment is, there, your assignment will f- will follow, and you you know you yeah. said earlier get you just got to get in the room with like mindseted people. Mm-hmm. So obviously that was something early on that that has evolved now into alignment and assignment. Just just speak on that just a little bit when it comes to uh, selling, when it comes to just family and relationships as well. What 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 does that really mean to you? Alignment and assignment.
0: Yeah, man, great question. Cause we get this a fair amount. Like, what does that mean? And. When I started out, I mean, I really live by this philosophy that if, if I want to go fast, mm-hmm. I go alone. Yeah. Like if I'm looking just to get somewhere real fast, I can do it alone. But eventually I'm going to wear out. Like mm-hmm. I can, my self-drive and will is only going to go so far. So if I if I want to go far, I got to go together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and that's really what we, what we mean by w- with alignments and assignments or a portion of it, at least that, you know, when you get in the right room, when you intentionally put yourself in alignment with those like mindsetted people, mm-hmm. oftentimes assignments are our birth, meaning business ventures, uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe charities that you're looking to, to, yeah. um, Fund or you know all sorts of different things um, can come out of the right alignments, the right relationships. Because as we are made for relationship, mm-hmm. right? God made man and then He made woman, and 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 we're, first off, our alignment with Him, with God, is the most important alignment that we can ever have. Amen. But then on on Earth here is is aligning ourselves with the those like minded people that are on the same mission mm-hmm. as as you are. And uh, early on in my my business profession, I was aligned. With not the right people, yeah. um, and it wasn't that I—I I still made a ton of money doing it, but I also was doing a lot of stupid things mm-hmm. with that money. So I think so often, you know, uh, if if we're looking within our coaching program, as you know, we, we teach on um, these five power pillars: where yeah. our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. And if we want to operate in excellent in all of those areas, mm-hmm. you've got to be around. The the those like-mind-setted people. Yeah. You can yeah. certainly have spikes and, and be crushing it financially. Uh, but more than likely, if you're not in the right alignments, you know, relationships are struggling mentally, you're you're drained yeah. emotionally. And for me, it was my spiritual walk. It was like I I was I, I was so out of alignment yeah. <laughs> based upon the physically the alignments that I was putting myself in, um, which thank God I I've I've aligned myself now with people like you had mentioned, Steve Weatherford, Scott Thomas, amongst many other people now, uh, within the King's council tribe.
1: Praise the Lord. And, 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 you know, it's, it's what, what I just want to pause there on is, is, the reality for people when, when you start to fix your broken pieces and maybe they're not broken, maybe, maybe it's just fix the things that, that are off in your life. Yep. Uh, you guys, you know, use the term like, you know, as those, those pillars are, bro- they're kind of broken spokes. Like, like it's hard mm-hmm. to turn a wheel if the spoke is broken.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I just want to highlight for people, y- your healing becomes other people's healing. Like it's not mm-hmm. just about you. It wasn't just about Riley. You you had this like realization that it's actually hurting the people around me. It's hurting the relationships. Money isn't the only thing, you know. That's it's actually uh, taking you down a a really bad path. And so I just I want to just reiterate that to to people listening in their own story or business development. Make sure everything's good. <laughs> make sure make sure you have a, a grasp on where those those pillars are. And and, and if you're listening, and that's you. You better go check out King's, King's Council because that's where you're you're going to find uh, some healing. You know, you, you talked about getting in the room with like-minded people. I'd love to hear who was a guide or an inspiration that kind of shifted that for you early on.
0: Man, early on, um, I started to listen to uh, a lot of. Uh, Audio tapes, CDs from a gentleman named Jim Rohn. Yep. Uh, you know, one of the world's foremost philosophers was like his uh, his uh, tagline, and a gentleman that mentored him was a guy named Larry Thompson. And uh, he has uh, he, he was the co founder of Herbalife actually back mm-hmm. in the day, and um, uh, he still has trainings and, and different things like that. But um, a lot of his his philosophies is really what helped um, just create. I think so many of us are, are reactive in just in life in general, mm-hmm. right? And just uh, uh, usually we are unsolicited products of mm-hmm. of the environment that we put ourselves in. That's, you know, we talked about the alignments mm-hmm. and, and it, it could be like how we were raised or, you know, just the thought processes that we have on certain topics, whether it be money or even religion, like mm-hmm. religion is boring, right? That was me for sure. Yeah. A period of time in my life. It's like, I can't, I can't be like, can't do the fun stuff if I'm like a Bible banger, right? Mm, like, you know, that yeah. was my thought process. But uh, as, as I was got got into alignment with people that weren't like that right. um, and, and again, started to think differently, it was really auditing my thoughts of why do I think that way? Or mm. is that really truth or is that just my perception of truth, mm-hmm. right? Our perceptions are our, our realities. Your perception is, is your reality, Luke, but yeah. it's different than mine, right? This is why, you know, we're so divided politically and, and, you know, in, in, uh, different religions and things, it's like, no, everybody thinks that their perception is reality when yeah. it's only, it's their reality, right? Which if we can, if we can learn to audit our thoughts and understand why we think mm-hmm. how we think, um, it, then it allows us to operate from an area of, of understanding each other. And, um, those were just kind of some, some, you know, original, like, as you as I'd mentioned some original mentors that allowed Uh me to start to think in that manner. Um, and then now ultimately continue to walk that out and then, you know, pass that philosophy down, Uh uh, as you mentioned within the King's council coaching Uh program.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, that, that led you, you know, past this 15 year old into, into your teens and, and, you know, sort of those young, young adult years. Uh, I'm I'm aware that there was a, a fitness franchise you had at some point. There were a couple Uh, other businesses (laughs) And, and then you kind of found this, this dinner party, social dynamic selling, really relational thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where, when when you found this, uh, and, and started implementing it for your own business, where was a moment in there where you kind of, where you had this, I don't know, feeling or, or maybe it was an understanding that like, wait a second, this might actually work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so just so everybody uh, has a, like a little context here, I, I, everything that I had done prior to the social dynamic selling system, um, it was always like one on one sales in, in some fashion, whether it was, you know, selling somebody nutritional supplements. Like it was I, I was crushing the game at that, mm-hmm. um, it, it, you know, by by coming up with different marketing tactics and, and sayings to get my phone to ring off the hook. That was a, a big thing for me is I didn't want to have to sell to my friends and family. I wanted yeah. cold traffic, people I didn't know me, who I was, and then take them through an emotional sales process. Yeah. And, and I love that, um, whether it be nutritional supplements, gym memberships, siding windows, uh, business valuations, all sorts of different things yeah. that, that I'd sold. Um, and I love the concept of Hey, you can earn what you're worth, Mm -hmm. right? Every hiring manager was like, you know what, you can, you know, you can make as much as you want to, um, you can earn what you're worth. Your earning ability is uncapped. They would tell me, but I realized that that wasn't necessarily true because I could only do so many presentations in a day. Mm. Like emotionally, I would be a a wreck if I did, you know, five back to back to back three hour presentations, like you just can't do that. And so I I always had that in the back of my head, like, man, if I really want to make seven figures, eight figures, nine figures. I can't do this alone, just selling to, you know, one-on-one. And I responded to this ad. I I was, I came off a failed business venture from Mexico. Um, So not to go into that story, but it was, (laughs) I'd rented out my condo here in the States and um, I invested like all my money into this opportunity. Yeah, And uh, with a baby on the way, mind you, baby on the way. Um, it was a, it was a a trying time in (laughs) my life for sure. But one thing that I, I, I didn't do was I wasn't just sitting back and like letting life happen. I wasn't going to be a victim of my circumstances. So I was, I was seeking different opportunities. I I would be up late at night, just online. Craigslist was big back then. Mm -hmm. And on Craigslist, um, I came across this ad, it said, work three days a week and make 10,000 bucks. So I thought, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but I had to inquire. Uh, so I, I did and the gentleman started talking to me about these, these seminars where he was selling to groups of people and it didn't really hit home for me yeah. up until I, I he was doing one a couple hours away. I didn't have anything going on. So right. uh, I ended up driving down and I walked into this room of like you know 20 to 24 people were sitting in this room, all facing forward, they had salads in front of them, mm. And they were listening to him pitch his products. Uh, And at the end of it, he simply asked for an appointment. He got like seven appointments to meet with him the very next day. And then he closed a handful of those sales. And that was where I was completely rocked. Mm -hmm. I thought, man, this cat did one hour and a half presentation, got seven appointments. So, he, he, he's only meeting with those that actually desire to know what the price is, right. Versus trying to number one, convince somebody that they want it and then try to close them on price. So it was like, he, he built almost like an offline funnel. Right. And I thought, Holy cow, I could do this. Mm -hmm. Like what else, what could I sell through this model? And, and I started, I took some of the concepts that, that he had, and I added a few products of my own and I ended up hosting my first dinner seminar presentation. It's been July of 2011. Okay. Um, so coming up almost 10 years ago now, wow. man, it's crazy. Um, but I did my first presentation I, and I, I thought it was going to be simple. Like I just send some mail pieces out <laughs> and get people to show up and I just sell them. Right. It wasn't that simple, but thankfully I did get a few sales. Wow. And I think one of the most important thing that I did was I didn't just take that money and You know, buy something with it. Mm -hmm. I I reinvested it back into myself, back into the business, because I thought, man, because at at that time, dude, I had six hundred and seventy-three bucks in my bank account, and I had a credit card, I had a baby on the way, on my sister's couch, you know, sleeping on the couch. So I didn't really have uh, what I had was wasn't much financially, monetarily, Mm -hmm. but I had a burning desire for more, and and um, that's what just spurred me in the moment of like, hey. I got to provide for my family. I got to provide for my baby on the way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how am I going to do that? And it was just continually getting in the reps, refining the skill set. And, you know, six months after that, I looked up and thought, I looked at the bank account and our financials and said, dude, we just did $2.1 million in sales. Yeah. The first six months is crazy, man. So crazy. Um, And, and that's when it was like, okay, this is, this actually (laughs) works. This might work. This works. Uh, And, and I started to hire people um, and recruiting heavily through 2012. And by the end of that year, we'd done 12 million. I had 26 sales crews uh, in, you know, 34 across 34 states that we were in. And that's when it was like, this is a, this is a pretty well oiled machine and allowed me to step out of the business Mm -hmm. to work on it versus actually working in it.
1: That's so amazing. That's, it's so fun. I, I love those moments. Like, wait a second. I, we did it. <laughs> like, We, <Right? laughs> we kind of did it, and, but there's, a, there's this like, we talk about stories of, of business owners and founders all the time. And we look at, you know, big dogs, like, you know, Virgin and Jeff yeah. Bezos and, and all these big companies and you think, um, well they just did it. Like, but, but I don't, I just don't think we the normal people or people aspiring to own a business realize most people are, you know, building the parachute or building, building the plane falling out of the sky. Right. You know, and sometimes things don't work. You know, your Mexico one didn't work. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I think the, the, um, but the persistence and the faithfulness in that, you know, means mean yeah. something. What I'm hearing is you're talking a lot about two big things. Uh, one is just relationship. Mm. And, you know, that, seems to be a a pretty big part of, of this selling deal. Um, and and the other kind of has to do with like, you're, you're not, you're no longer speaking your own language, but you're speaking the other person's language.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about just what does, what, do, what does selling have to do with stories? What does it have to do with relationships? And, and how important is that in your businesses today?
0: Yeah. Well, first off, we are all in sales. Mm-hmm. Whether you think you're in sales or not, if you're listening to this and like, I'm not in sales, I'm a, I'm a mailman or mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an IT guy. I don't sell anything. Wrong. You are in sales, right? You just don't understand. You just have a different philosophy of what sales is mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're in any sort of relationship in life, you're in sales. Like yeah. I, I'm selling my wife every night <laughs> on, you know what, right? Like why she yeah. shouldn't leave me every day. Right. Yeah. I, that's a version of sales. Wow. I, Cause I, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm trying to influence a decision that anybody's making. And that could be, you don't have to be physically handing somebody money and Mm -hmm. reciprocating, right? That's, that's a transaction that could be classified as sales, but still sales is, is number one to serve the root word again, to serve. Mm -hmm. um, But then also if we can approach every relationship in that manner, Mm -hmm. that the problem is so many people when, when they go to to sell somebody something or encourage them to do something they, they speak at it from their perspective,
1: mm.
0: right? And, and like, you know, we may look at the sky and you say, no, the sky's green uh, and I see blue, but right. you just could be colorblind and actually you do see green, yeah. right? That's just your perspective. And if I continually argue with you that it's blue, it's blue, it's blue, it's blue, we're never gonna have a connection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and so many people try to communicate, but so few people actually connect. Wow and and to serve uh, or excuse me to sell uh, it's so important to get people to um either number one understand your perspective or okay. for you to more probably more importantly understand their perspective mm-hmm. because if you can understand their perspective in any situation you're going to be able to to get into alignment with them and then mm-hmm. ultimately maybe lead them down the decision yeah. that that is to buy your product or right. to you know uh to have a fun night with your wife, right? right? Whatever it is that you're you're selling in that in that time frame, but um, that's it, through that process though. Every decision, every buying decision that we make is emotional, mm. right? And 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 while there's going to be engineers maybe that listen to this who are super logical, yeah, it's still an emotional decision because whether you you do all the checks and balances and are weighing the option from a logical format, you're still attaching emotion to it. Based upon how you feel by making that decision. Okay. So if we can, if we can have that understanding and then be able to speak to their emotions in a story format, because people remember or people actually think in images,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? It's okay. like it's impossible to to. Um, and if there's a couple a couple of things I'll, I'll, I'll address on this. We think in images, and then we never. It's impossible for our subconscious brain to to process a negative. That's right. Right. So if if I say, do not, Luke, do not think of an ice cream cone right now. Do not. (laughs) Don't think of the waffle cone. It's vanilla ice cream and there's a little bit of chocolate and with whipped cream on it. There's a cherry on top. Don't (laughs) think of it though. (laughs) Okay. Right. Right. What are you doing?
1: That's a beautiful picture a of an ice cream cone. Yeah,
0: exactly. So uh, if I can implant that, but also how it tastes mm-hmm. and I can incorporate like the five, the the five senses, really, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because some people learn visually, some people learn auditorily, some people want to feel things. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to to use all of those senses in the buying process or, or not even a buying process, just in an influencing process. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to anchor an emotion to how they feel in in that moment, right? Nobody remembers 8-11 of 2001. Do you remember where you were August 11th of 2001? Unless it was your birthday, you probably don't (laughs) remember, right? But everybody remembers where they were 9-11 when they got the news. And it's because it was an emotional event when right now everybody's li- probably thinking of where they were sitting, where they exactly. were standing, who they were talking, what TV screen they saw the news flash across. Mm-hmm. It's because it was an emotion that was anchored and implanted in their brain that they're going to remember yeah. forever. So if I can speak to their to somebody subconscious in a manner that it's I know I'm implanting that image in their brain, emotionally anchor it to them, they're always going to uh, you know have that memory or have that that wherewithal mm-hmm. of what they felt in in that moment and and those are just some of the things that we can use from a, a sales process but also from a story mm-hmm. format like it, everybody when they make these buying decisions, if I just came up to you and I was trying to sell you a car, Luke, I would say this car is a uh, uh, blue it's got uh you know one hundred and forty horsepower or whatever it is like and I'm just giving you facts 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 yeah. facts versus if I tell a story of like man, this car when you pull up, to the, what's your favorite restaurant, Luke? Okay. Uh, Torchy's is right across the street. Perfect, man. Imagine pulling up to that, right up to that. Do they have valet there? You no, could, you not pull at up. Okay. They would with well, this man,
1: car, though, I'll tell you.
0: If, right? Wouldn't they want to? <laughs> Everybody's going to want to drive this car. But if you pulled up there yeah, you had a lady that's getting out, man, you opening the door for her as you walk into the restaurant. And I, if I can tell that in like a story format, they're putting themselves in that position. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they just want to buy that product. Yeah. Because you've put it in a story format that takes people on an emotional journey to ultimately make a decision. Because at the end of the day, most people just don't make decisions. No. And unfortunately, we just were procrastinators and, and people need a reason to make a decision. Yeah, And, and if there's anything that, that we do well within the, the social dynamic system is not only teaching people the story format, but creating a sense of urgency that gives them a reason to decide. Sure. And the decision could be no, Completely fine, but I'm not going to waste any more time with you, yeah. and I'm going to focus on the people that, that choose yes. Yeah. And and that's really the, the goal with um, what we've really gotten pretty good at uh, within the social dynamic selling system in our dinner seminar format. Yeah.
1: That's so good. You know, what's cool to me about this is that we're, we're talking a lot about, okay, us as the business owner connecting to our potential client, right? Bridging that gap to this ideal client. And, and in your case, you, you know, getting as many of them in the room as possible to target, you know, the most important people there, the ones who are actually going to say yes. Yep. On the reverse, you know, I think of it. So that, that's telling a story outward. On the reverse, you know, I, I think about the story that I have to tell myself to get there. Mm. So when you think about that as an entrepreneur, as a father, as a husband, um, as some stranger walking down the road, how do the stories you tell yourself impact the way you do life, business and relationship?
0: Yeah, man, this is, is a great question, dude, because so many of us, I mean, we all do. De- I, I deal with this on a daily basis of just these self-limiting beliefs mm. Right. Like, even getting on this podcast before, I'm like, all right, I've got to do this podcast. Like, who wants to listen to me? Like, yeah. you know, th- those thoughts come in, in all of our brains, no matter, I guarantee you, they still go in Elon Musk's brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Steve, anytime he takes the stage to talk, it's like these self limiting beliefs start to just overtake us. Mm-hmm. And and that's where, in that moment, and why within our coaching program, the, the pillars that we talk about, we, ex- we specifically have, Separated the mental pillar and the emotional pillar, yeah. because they're two different things. Like the mental thought process is like how we think, why we think, and mm-hmm. we, you know, think positively, um, glass half full type, you know, uh, uh, mentality, mm-hmm. but then the emotional thought process is what happens. Yeah. You know, I love Mike Tyson's quotes. Like we all have a plan yeah. until we get punched in the, in the face. Yeah. Right, and then what happens in that moment, mm-hmm. and that's why we really we we st- start any of our our clients on their core values, um, understanding like who are you, right, and and maybe if it's not who you are, but who do you want to become, mm-hmm. and and ultimately we we end up developing these contracts or these declarations that we make on a daily basis, like I, I am an intentional man of action, honor, and integrity. Mm. Yes, now, you are. Yeah, brother. Yeah, you got it. So, and I received that. Yes, I am. So um, now, do I act in that manner all the time? Like all the time? Yeah. No. I mean, right. I, that's, that's just life happens, right? But I am in continual training mm-hmm. to act in that manner all the time. So, and the reason for that is when those, when I do get punched in the face, when I get the bad news, when I get, uh, uh, you know, a a bad business deal, something like that, where it's like, who am I, how am I going to respond in that process? And I know I am rooted, my core values, what they are, I'm going to make a decision that is of, you know, action, I'm going to make a decision, but it's going to be a decision of honor Mm. and integrity based upon who I choose to become. So it's it's really living with intention versus living, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like life just happens to us. And then all of a sudden we wake up, we're 35 years old and going, what the heck, what am I doing with myself? Right. It's like, no, no, we have to have an intention every single day to be able to make these type of decisions. Um, and and it doesn't happen overnight. It's something Mm -hmm. that we have to continually train yourself for every single day. That's why I, I, you know, I said earlier, we are always either progressing, or we are regressing. Mm-hmm. And if we can approach life with that philosophy or that mentality, it's going to allow us um, to be able to make those tough decisions. Uh, again, when, the, when those tough times actually pop up. Wow.
1: You know, it's so good. One of our kind of core values and mission at Parable is, is to help bridge the gap, to really mm-hmm. invite our customers into a better narrative. And I think what you're, you know, what you're sharing with me really it starts on the personal level it, yeah. if I don't believe it, it's never going to get outside of me. Right. Yep. And, and, and that's reality. If, if you have a, a business idea, if you have a, uh, a dream to build something or, or maybe you want to get, pursue a relationship, it will never happen until you speak it out.
0: Right. Yep.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, just on the mere level of like, it will never happen. If I wanted to, you know, uh, if I wanted Riley Meek to buy a product, mine, it would never happen. If I said, "Hey Riley, are you even interested in this?" Right? Right. Uh, are you like that connection has to be made, and so I think on an internal level, on a personal level, uh, and I love that you said that because one of the kind of core fundamentals of how how our company works is that uh, we go back to the story, and stories are involve three things: they're personable, they're memorable, and and they're relatable. Like like they're they're that emotional aspect that you talked about, right? Um, If they don't hit those things, then people don't care. And so I think from, again, an internal level of you being able to say, well, this is my intentional uh, direction. This is my values, beliefs, my contract, the man or or woman that you are and moving forward because without that, uh, we're just floating around, you know, We, we really are. And how many people are sitting on ideas, are sitting on desires, wants, and and uh, you know, from from that faith belief, like the Bible says like God wants you to have the desires of your heart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> as long as they're not gonna hurt anybody like like right he, he wants that for you, right?
0: Yeah. You know, when I, when I
1: think about that, I, I, I do think of a good father. I think of a good a good father who tells the story to their daughter or son, right? Who tells good stories? Who speaks life into them, and and encourages them, right? In in hey, you want to do that thing? Like how? Let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go with reckless abandon. What has uh, becoming a father really done for you? Yeah. Just throughout your life, in terms of business and relationship, and in the way you tell stories.
0: Oh man. Yeah, dude, this is, uh, you know, when, when COVID happened, um, it's hard to even get through a podcast nowadays without talking about COVID, <laughs> I guess. Um, but this is when it really, really hit home for me because, uh, you know, over, over a year ago now, um, we were crushing the game, dinner seminars, live in-person events in mm-hmm. restaurants. Can you imagine what happened to my business when, when that yeah. took place? Um, and not only mine, but I, the the companies that I consult for and so it was it was a moment where it was like dude what are we gonna do here yeah. I, I had three hundred thousand dollars paid for marketing filled over 111 events happening that week wow that I wasn't gonna get back it was you know with the goal of selling and having a return on investment wow. as well as my clients too so it was it was a pretty dramatic time uh, but I mean I'm a firm believer that there's there's no there's never failure. There's only mm-hmm. feedback. That's good. That's and good. it allowed me to open up my eyes of where the holes were in my mm-hmm. existing businesses, um, but also, you know, understand you know how I could get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and truthfully, one of the things that I, I looked at was like, and, and just watching like what society was happening, the mainstream media, news, mm-hmm. just everything, just the negativity that we've just been so yeah. just engulfed in over the last year. And I was like, man, this... This world kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like that was my. I was just like, yeah. this. What am yeah. I going you know, financially? What am I gonna do? Okay, right. but then also it was like, what's next? Like yeah. I looked down at my daughter, who is would have been eight at the time. She's she's nine now, but I was like, what am I gonna leave for her? Mm. Like what? It, it, first off, I want to leave this place better than I than I came Come here. On. Right when I, I always want to, and this is something we teach our daughters. Like every room that we go in should be left better yeah. than when we showed. Uh, and so that was my thought process. And then I was like, man, in order for me to, to leave a legacy, I got to live that legacy right now. And, and that's really, you know, through, uh, being intentional Instagram, Instagram, DMing Steve, uh, and ultimately not even knowing, again, my vision was clear. I had no clue how this was all going to happen and And how, right. But I was just taking small steps every single day, actionable steps on how I could fulfill this. And, and ultimately now we've, we've birthed the King's council, but the the big portion is, is I want to make sure it it really birthed from that thought process of, okay, I want to create like a kid's course, a youth program of like entrepreneurship and teach them what they don't get taught in, in the public school system. I mean, Public school systems jacked up, dude. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, that's that's maybe for another podcast, but I can rip on this for days. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to have my daughter in the public school system. She's in a private Christian school, okay. which is great. But still, like making my daughter put a mask on to go to school for six hours, like I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And uh, so, thankfully, I knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody that knows a doctor that signed a note. That was so stupid. Sure. Um, but. <laughs> But I was just looking at that, like the world that I'm, I'm, she's in right now, mm-hmm. and how can I make it better for her? Come but on. then, how can I teach her the right principles uh, to live by, the core values? Like yeah. we, we've, we've created the Meek family core values that's on our wall on the outside of my office here. It's like okay. we, this is how we are going to abide and live by, and no matter what's happening in the world, we're going to stand on this truth, and you know that then started um, those conversations I was having with Steve and in, in our coaching. And, um, then, you know, when he asked, Hey, would you want to join forces and, and coach together? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the beginning of, of, King's council, which now, you know, it's a amazing. part of King's council, big vision for King's council is, yeah, we're teaching men and women how to operate in excellence and all five power pillars. Um, businesses are being birthed, relationships <laughs> are being birthed, but then next level is, the entrepreneurship, the youth program that we're, we're going to be um, uh, that's going to be available uh, to, to kids here. Um, that, again, we're in the works, building out all the curriculum and things right now, but that's what I'm so jacked for so uh, is being able to, you know, she can see my story being played out mm-hmm. right now, you know, and, and, and uh, I know that this chapter of my story is the legacy that is going to be passed on to mm-hmm. her. And I believe generations to generations
1: mm. Our God. Come on, baby. Yeah, man. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord on that one. That is so, so amazing. It's, it's our call to break chains for the, for the next generation. Right. Yeah. It, yeah if man. we don't, um, like it's just going to keep going. It's going to keep going. It's going to keep going. It's gonna keep going to keep going. You know, there's a yeah. reason, uh, the original children of Israel did not make it into the promised land. Right. right. They did yep. not break a chain. And and I think we, we have to be weary of that. It's a burden, yeah. especially as, as a father um, or just a leader in general, that it's a burden yeah. that, that we carry.
0: And, and on that note, brother, I want to make sure people know that there is a reason why they, they didn't. I mean, the crazy thing is, is that they they left Egypt and they had the prom. It was called the promised land because it was a promise from God. Come on. All they had to do. Was just continue to take action, but no, they started complaining, and 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 it was just like it was just this victim mentality. We should have never left yeah. it. At least we had food then. It's like, what are you doing? Like it's a promise from God. Just go. <laughs> it, it, but we it do it all the time. The but we but away. we do it all the
1: time, Riley. We don't know. we? We do. we do it all the time. Absolutely, I let the, I let the, the thoughts seep in my head. He gave me a vision, right? Maybe it was a year ago, year whatever. Every single one of us here was planted with a God-given gift and talent, but we allow the world to filter it and, and kind of they, like like put other stuff and crap yep. on it, yep. and we forget that he was calling us to the promised land. We forget that those talents, we bury them. We bury them, and they, they don't multiply, right? And yep. so he gives the talents to somebody else, and that's just kind exactly. of it's the way it goes. Exactly. Um,
0: so if you're listening to this come thing- on. Come on, if you've got that promise, is that desire in your heart, Amen. just take action. With action comes clarity. Yeah. Start taking those action steps. If the door shuts, Come cool, on. go knock on the next door. Just Amen. pivot. It's, it's, it's a simple process. Uh, and, and it just it's so easy for us to get caught up in the negatives and a woe is me. Like get rid of that crap. Start taking action and get going. Step into your promised land.
1: Ooh. Let's go to church, baby. <laughs> We're going Lou. to church. We're going to church. I, you know, no. I, I, I want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to leave this. You know, I really think the Spirit of the Lord has a message for someone listening right now. Um, over that, you know, I got my, the back of my phone. I, I got faith over fear, and if you really believe, if you really believe that that Christ is your Savior, look at that. Riley's holding up faith over fear right now. If you really believe that or if you're yearning for that, here's that opportunity to step into it. Here's yeah. that opportunity to set up it. I, I, like I'll make, we're, we'll go call to action. We're going to wrap up here in a second. But but reach out to Riley. Reach out to me. Reach out yeah. to anyone in the King's Council. There's a space for you not only to find healing but to find the biggest blessings and gifts of your life. And, and so don't miss that. Don't miss that right here. Riley, we could go for probably three hours on this. I
0: know, brother. <laughs> and I'm so
1: so grateful for this time and for you uh, to just share and to dive a little deeper into your story so that others might dive into yeah. theirs and, and God could be glorified in that. And one of the things I, I said earlier we believe in deeply is that you know, not only for parable but, but for everybody, the, we all have this ability to bridge, help bridge the gap to invite someone else into a narrative that is bigger than, and better than they ever thought. One of the things I heard recently is that, um, and I loved this, is that typically the people with greatness inside them are the last to know. In the realm that they may, maybe they don't have mirrors, maybe they don't have alignments around them that help hold them accountable to the greatness that's inside of them. Yeah. What. What would you like to leave people with to to bridge the gap? What narrative do you want to invite people in to in our last moments here?
0: Yeah, I would say, man, just to go off your, your point, uh, you know, God uses ev- anybody and everybody. All things work together for the good. Right. And, and if, if anybody's, you know, listening to this and they've got those, maybe those self-limiting beliefs that we mentioned, mm-hmm. it's like, why would God use me? Right. Just look of, think of like Moses, like it, that was his thought process. Like, Oh God, can't use me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he just, he had these self-limiting beliefs and look what he accomplished in the Bible. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. So it, those things can be a overcoming, you know, the, a, the fear that we even have of taking that next step or mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, I mean, we know God did not give us a spirit of fear, Amen. right? That That's not from God. So if there's a fear, in any of that or maybe even it's a fear that you've done n- crappy things in your life yeah right? right like understand that that paul wasn't paul be- <laughs> until he was saul like he he was saul he was a bad dude yeah, yeah. in the bible right yeah but he had a radical moment with Come god on. a radical moment in his life was forever changed Amen. and he be- went on to become one of the the greatest men of the bible um but the thing that paul had you know unlike maybe unlike moses is paul had strong feelings mm. right he was like this is what i stand for and when he was batting for the other team he was killing christians he was hunting them down mm. but he was he was a, a strong willed person mm-hmm. and then when he became paul he was a strong willed christian amen right and and so maybe we're we're thinking like okay either i'm self-limiting beliefs or i've done too much junk i got too yeah. much baggage in my life like no 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 god, god is so much bigger than, than any of our baggage or any of our, our self-limited beliefs. Like we just have to give it to him. Wow. Right. We have to give, give any of that junk over to him with an expectation of, 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 what are you what going to get out of it? Like with that expectation of, it's not like, okay, God will help me with my self limiting beliefs. Maybe yeah. if you're, if you're okay with it. Right. Like, no, 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 no. It's yeah. like, I, I declare, Amen. right. Making these declarations. We have the power of God is within all of us. That's Every good. single person listening to this, but we all have gifts, but in order for us to walk them out, we got to take that, those steps and we got to practice them. We got to train mm. in those giftings, but it starts with us and it ta- it takes okay. action. Whether it's just a, a simple prayer of, of forgiveness or repentance, but you have that ability to do it right here, That's it. right now. That's it. So take action and get her done.
1: Ooh, wow! I hope I hope you heard that. I hope you weren't driving and you know, like you got to pull over for that one. You got to pull <laughs> over for that one. Riley Meek, hundred million dollar man. You you are you are a man of of intentional purpose, and I I just. We we Thank appreciate you, that we receive that here today. How yeah. can we uh, as li- how can listeners how ha- how can we continue to how can we get in touch with you? How can we support the King's Council, social dynamic selling? How can we stay along with the story?
0: Yeah, uh, probably the easiest way. I've been trying to figure this out. Like, how do I best communicate with? <laughs> Here's people? my link tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so you can text me. The easiest way uh, is uh, shoot me a text. It's seven two seven. 472 3860. Um, could be about anything, whatever. But if, if specifically you're curious about King's Council, just text, text the word King K I N G. Uh, again, 727 472 3860. Otherwise, I'm on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, the Riley Meek on Instagram. Um, that's where you'll see most of our content.
1: Rock on, Riley. You're a blessing. Thank you for uh, sharing your story in the show today.
0: Yeah, bro, this has been fun. Really appreciate you, Luke.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for staying in tune. I hope you grabbed a nugget or 10. <laughs> my notebook was out when we were, we were re-listening to this one. And so thank you for stopping by. Don't forget to follow along with Riley's story in the King's Council and Social Dynamic Selling. Go follow them on Instagram and be part of their story. Be part of their journey. Ask them questions and learn because we're all part of this story. And don't forget that your story was created for impact. So continue to tell it, continue to share it, and let your gift shine. We'll see you on next week's episode.